stop on this train will be. It's up to you, New York. Swung on a hit in the air, the deep center, fetch back, away back. Yeah. She is gone. This is 161st Street, Yankee Stadium. Hello and welcome to another edition of 161st Street. Much better vibe going into this episode than last time. Last time we were a little bit like ready to pull out the stool. Wasn't fun. Really bad time after a big sweep, but you know, almost almost got a sweep of our own. I don't know, the little against the Dodgers series. Now we're recording this episode in the top of the ninth against the Dodgers. Got a little antsy, wanted to hit record on this episode. We got a lot to talk about. We got Judge being scorching hot, which is what everybody needs. I need that in my life. And we got, like, us telling you the sky wasn't falling like I told you before, which it's not. I don't know. I might be predicting the future. Take my bets going forward. We got the nicknames. We got jerseys. We got keeping belly in check. Other things like fires outside L.A. Stadium, Domingo Sunday, Gonna be coming every a lot of other things coming back. Regardless, big mood change, big mood. What do you got for me, Murph? Yeah, I mean Oakland was Oakland was what it was. It was kind of shitty for us. We needed one, I guess, where you're gonna lose a few. It happens. But coming back off that and starting to kind of knock around the Dodgers a little bit like we did definitely was a huge confidence boost compared to how we were feeling on uh, Thursday. Yeah, we kind of needed to make a little statement here. I think we're doing that right now. I mean, knocking around the so-called best team in the league i mean we're doing i mean they are they are they were the best team in the league going into this and i can admit that too the dodgers the dodgers being I, yes I, I, they're still probably the best team in the league. does that if not the yankees does that not, does that put us into the conversation right now does that well, this think, series I think, alone i think the conversation is yankees dodgers and astros there's no not really a debate like, so do you think three best teams. do you think this series puts us up <laughs> above them does this catapult us there uh no i don't i don't think so not yet because if if we swept them in this series handily like if if it was you know 10 to 1 all the games or something like that yeah but it's it's been closer it's really nice for us to see to you know be able to say that hey we can we can beat the Dodgers handily with their best pitchers but I don't know if we're necessarily better than them because we beat them two out of three maybe I mean it's I, I think it's definitely a good direct test against them is it not I mean we've, no, we're yeah, also I mean, doing it against their they, number I mean, it could very easily be a World Series preview and if the first three games of the World Series go two to one in our favor love that I mean you gotta like those odds <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I mean we're also doing it against their best players too like their best pitchers that is we we wow. fa- we still we opened it up against Ryu did we not I mean he had a one six four ERA we <laughs> open it up so and you know what's crazy since we put up, what was it, seven on them? We put up seven on Ryu. Seven, seven on Ryu, That yeah. move, did you know how much that moved his ERA for the entire season? That one start. 0.5, which is a fuckload. That's a lot. He went over two ERA because of that start alone. Well, I mean, that happens when your ERA is as low as it is. As, I mean, yeah, as impressive as it is. But so, I like, mean, if, if Hap gives up seven, it's not I mean, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's a little bit of a different story. But for a guy that's been so successful against teams this year, and then we face him one time and immediately make like that's a quarter of his ERA we just Not raised. Right. It's up twenty five percent more. That's crazy. I think the best part of this series that I think is the biggest takeaway is that regardless, we gave up two runs to the Dodgers on Friday night, two runs last night, and so far one run tonight, and we're here in the ninth inning and the missiles warming up in the bullpen. <laughs> so let's say if all goes well, that's five runs in three games to one of the best offenses of the league. And then on the other hand, we go and we tee off on Ryu, who's one of the best pitchers in the league. And, you know, we put up seven on him. We didn't really score too much last night. But even tonight, we put up five with Kershaw. Like, it's it's the kind of things you want to see in a series. It's definitely because I mean, we're, kind of, we're definitely playing up to the competition. Like, a lot of people were worried, like, the difference in level of competition, like, going from the athletics series to this series. Like, how if we can't. If we can't beat the Athletics, then how are we going to do against the Dodgers, especially how scorching hot they've been? The, the game before going against us, they hit a walk-off. Like they were, you're coming in with a lot of momentum, and we were coming in with exactly the opposite. I think it's a lot. I mean, it's just baseball. It's just baseball, Susan. <laughs> like that's just yeah. something. That's just like uh, it's awesome though because I mean, every week, I mean, me personally also thought. I mean, a little part of me thought the sky was falling. Like it, it definitely yeah. wasn't feeling good. As like, as like upbeat the as I have. The was a little jump though. 
Yeah, no, and I was on the front lines of that trying to say it wasn't falling, you know, there's all the silver linings and stuff, but at the same time, like, a little part of me was, like, obviously not happy with that. Like, no one could be happy giving up three to a team. Like, I mean, the Athletics are a good team, too, and we are going to go out and play them again after the Seattle series at home, yep. which is also big, too, and I, and I want to kick... That'll be a test. I want to kick the shit out of them that series. I mean, yeah. I think that'd be pretty nice, wouldn't you say, wouldn't you say uh, I, so? I mean, yeah, I'd agree. Uh, I think we should talk about, though, just the, with the players weekend and everything and while we're still looking at them with the game on. The jerseys that the Yankees wore are just so fucking cool. I really like it. I really, You know why I really like it? It's because there's no renditions that we ever see. Like, we see in MLB The Show, like, we, we go, like, to the to the throwback unis. Like, it says, like, yeah, 1953, and we, we make a joke about it, and it's literally the exact same jersey except, like, a different patch on the arm. So seeing something else like this is so awesome to see, especially all black. I, I wasn't that when I saw the jerseys before this weekend when they you know released them. I wasn't that excited about them. Just seeing the jersey, because they they could have looked cool, all right. But seeing the full uniform with the black pants, the black hat, the black jersey, under the lights in L.A. like that kind of in thing. such a and high LA's leverage wearing, game. LA's like that. wearing the white, which didn't look nearly as good. So we just looked, I still like those. We looked though. like villains. We did look, and like, that, it was, that's it was exactly awesome. Yeah, and that's exactly like so the, cool. the stigma and like the like everything Take surrounding it. it. It was so cool to watch because we have that vibe of being like the evil empire, mm-hmm. and everyone's saying it's back, and us coming into L.A. and also proving that we are fucking good, that mm-hmm. we can beat the best team in the league, and compete with them in a world series like if we went to the we could have just as easily gone to this series and gotten our asses kicked oh yeah and and that that could have been the thing because when you were saying the sky is falling this guy is the sky might you, be falling no, you jumped we, it i'm saying if we if we got swept in this series and we went on the west coast road trip and went oh and six I mean, yeah, imagine even the morale. If, i mean like mathematically we're not that much worse off after that but it's, exactly. it's, it's the confidence the morale and once you go into september this is where it's kind of the burner especially with how we're going with the astros for the home field because it's going to matter a lot when we hopefully play them in the ALCS. Yeah. That's going to matter. And that's what I was saying, too, because we still had, going into this series, we still had a lead of a game over the Astros Mm -hmm. for the home field, and that's the epitome of success this season. Well, you actually also would want best record in the league because then in the World Series you get home field as well, which is is why you can make the argument that this series also matters a lot because our record head-to-head against the Dodgers is helpful because we do get that home field. So that is that everyone. A lot of people were saying, like, "Oh, it doesn't really matter as much." It is. I mean, we do obviously want to win, but it also does matter for seeding as well. Because mm-hmm. ideally, we'd like to get to the World Series, and ideally, if we get there, we'd like this, the best advantage we got. Because it's very hard to go into LA and win. Yeah, just it, as it is for us. And it makes it easier to keep up with and more fun because we ran away with the division. There's like the division's gone. Yeah, like, we were talking we about that last that. time. It's but not. We, it's not open. It's, we still have something to like. We're rooting against the Astros right now the same way we would root against the Red Sox when we're in a division push with them. Yeah. For the home field. And it's hard to play well if you have no, like, nothing, like, a fire lit under you, like, no competition, you know? Like, if you don't have a race, it's it's very easy to just get into that dog days of summer mindset yeah. and just keep losing. Like, no, there's no pressure to win, you know? So, right. like, it's good to find that. I mean, it's not very hard to find the, the other competitions, like, against the Astros and against the, the Dodgers and just being – able to test yourself against other elite competition like i think it's really i mean i think that's a good like we we almost don't have to look to the dodgers to like compare ourselves to them and not yet because they're on the opposite side of the league and whatever but i feel like we do yeah if it's if it's everyone's saying this is a world series preview if we don't look to them and we don't compare ourselves to them like what are we really doing yeah i mean the, the thing is it, it was so, it's so cool for the mlb how this worked out because it's L.A. and New York, it's what yeah. it's what everyone wants to see in the World <laughs> Series. Come on, Houston's great, but you want to see L.A. versus New York, yeah. especially this year. And that's and then they get to and then they get them. to go out there on Players Weekend when they have almost the same record. The Dodgers are winning the NL uh, NL West, and the Yankees are winning the AL East. And they go in, they wear these sick uniforms, and they put on a pretty good series, an entertaining series, close series, yeah. except for Game One. And it, it just all came together really well, and they looked. It just looked so cool. Visual appearance. I'm looking at uh, Chapman right now in the ninth, and he looks so cool in the black jersey. Yeah, I mean Chapman especially. Just the, he he's like almost the the headliner for this villain like aspect of the team. Like him 
giving that stare after he hopefully yeah. closes this one out. That's gonna be something to see. Like that, it's just a cool feeling. I, I think we should just wear these. Jer- these should be our like World Series <laughs> unis. <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine we have these as alternates. That'd be oh, dope. I wish. Like, I, would, I mean, I, we're never gonna see the day where the Yankees ever have an alternate. No, and 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 that's probably a good thing. And yeah, and the boss is probably turning over in his grave, just like, yeah, are yeah, you yeah. really gonna change? Your, why are you doing this? This is not the Yankees. Like, but like, it's, so good it's so cool to look at for us as younger fans. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan. But while we're going on the uh, on the uh, uniforms, the Dodgers all white. Kike Hernandez. <laughs> he looked like fucking shit. Oh, my God, dude. He, he dumped two – like, it, it looks like he dumped a shampoo bottle's worth of pine tar on his helmet, and it looked absolutely ridiculous. It looked so stupid, and that's why I put it on, on the story after, like, to, or the, the post-game little, little – uh, clip that I made and he <laughs> looked so stupid. I mean, not only did he have so much pine tar on his bat, yeah. but he also fucking painted the Sistine Chapel on the, on the front of his helmet. It almost yeah. looked like it was one of those two-tone colorway helmets, but it just looked so stupid. Even Michael K was fucking with him. He's yeah. like yeah. he's like that is unnecessary. <laughs> well, it's just it's just one of those things because they wear a dark blue helmet and you can tell that Usually, the LA yeah. is a little off. So you can tell that he has Pantar in his helmet because his LA is tinted all the time. But on a blue helmet, you can't really tell. But then when you put the Look at he's right there. Yeah, he's not, he's not dead <laughs> now. He still it. has that much. He's still doing it. Too. Nobody told him. <laughs> and yeah, he just, it's, it looks so, it looks ridiculous. It's the stupidest thing in the world. I mean, I hope he gets up right now. He is getting up, no, he's yeah, up right he's now. Not. He looks so fucking stupid and, and, and no one else is putting anything on it. No, it it's it, so dumb. <laughs> Well, that being said, I uh, with the, some of the nicknames, I think that's like some of them are bad nicknames. Some of them are, I mean, I don't really even see any good nicknames that I personally like. No, I liked, I liked them, uh, a couple of them. But the the one that I thought I didn't get at first was uh, the judge, the B A G. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't I, know that that meant judge. It's or B A J. Sorry, and I didn't get that. I don't know why they change the nicknames. Like, why is Gary? Look at Kike. Why is Gary not? Oh, Gary. Why is well, I mean, the nicknames him? were like, all the nicknames were also that that doesn't make sense for what I'm about to say. The nicknames were put out before the season started, no, so anything know. like like um, Le Machine would be on there, but yeah. it was before the season started, so he was like the big fundy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess that makes sense. What, for what him. is that big fundamentals? That's, just, it's got to be. Right? Uh, imagine on the background, it was our nickname for him, just Joe Random, because <laughs> <laughs> he looks. I don't know if anybody. Looks like, yeah. For those of you who don't know, who haven't heard us talk about it before, but we call we play MLB the show a lot, and he. Is resembles the default player in MLB The Show. He's you start out with number fifty five, and he's just the most boring default player that you start out with in a creative player, and that is DJ LeMayhew. He's literally, and they name him Joe Random. So, and that is the definition of DJ LeMayhew. I love looking through the lineups because when the Yankees released their lineups, they did it with the nicknames, and so I'll just read the one from uh, actually, what am I? On? I think it's the one from yesterday, but it was. You know, Big Fundy, uh, Big Aaron Judge, Sir MGJ, or MJG, went through all all the nicknames, and then it's just Gardner. <laughs> He's such an asshole for that, <laughs> <Yeah>. too. <laughs> Not even Gardy. Like, Gardy, that's, like, the nickname. Like, if, if anybody no, has just a nickname being a that dick we use, intentionally. I, never, I never call him Gardner. I always call him Gardy. So he just has a nickname there that's just easy and whatever, and he's just such an average person. Like no, he's just doing it on purpose. Wants, no, I know. That's he, what I'm saying. He want he loves being having that persona of like the hardo general, yeah. like like I'm the o- I'm the older one on the team, he's but been, he's also the most immature on the team too. He definitely so, shaved his head when he was like nine. Yeah, he no, he, he loves natural. trying to be like that drill sergeant type player. Like yeah. we, when we go to the games and we see him in the outfield, and he just he just we yell his name and whatever. He doesn't respond to because he's at work, like we always talk about. But like. He just sometimes will just stare at us like an asshole. <laughs> like, and he doesn't give us anything. I mean, one time he did throw the ball to Kev's friend, and he just muff, muffed it in the outfield. But, I mean, overall, he just loves being that asshole. He loves I like it, though. I like it, too. And I, 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 that's what we were saying, too. I mean, I feel like it would be really easy to hate him. if like, I, I can understand why a lot of people who aren't Yankees fans don't like him. Like, Matt doesn't like him. Like they just think he's the biggest well, hardo in the did, world. Did you really like Big Poppy or Manny Ramirez? Not that he's compared to them, but like, well, they weren't like, like I don't that. like I don't like Benintendi. Like just just people that. But that's not the, the reason that, I'm talking the, about. The people that resemble their teams, not resemble, but like that just come into the persona of their team. You usually don't like. Like I hated Johnny Damon. I hate Benintendi because they're just they're just Red Sox. Pedroia. I hate Pedroia because he's a Red Sox. No, Red Sox fan is gonna look at Gardner and say they like him. 
Yeah, like I mean, Sandy Leon. It doesn't mean matter how good they are. Like, San, like our, uh, I'm not. I didn't mean Sandy Leon. Uh, Vasquez. <laughs> like, I, I just hate every Red Sox catcher because they all have the same like beard persona of the. Yeah, why is that? Don't like that? Why is it? Do, do they, they do love mediocre catchers that look like shit and just look like yeah, like but. ginger leprechauns. <laughs> like they're all they all that that's like the checklist. You have to check that box, and if not, you don't start. They, they've had the same position types like the whole time. Every second baseman's looked like Brock Holt the whole way through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except for Trader's, I guess. But yeah. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. If you wouldn't, like, the people that you associate mo- the most with that team, you don't like. Yeah. Unless they're, I, I unless they're just, a generational talent like Ortiz, I guess, or like a judge, or maybe yeah. Jeter, where that's and like if they consistently, And if they consistently, point, like, like, beat you all the time, you don't really, you, you can't like them. And, I mean, I was just saying the whole general aspect of him being, like, an asshole. Like, he'd be very easy. To, he's like a Brian McCann type player. Like, he's that old hardo. Like, he's, like, the opposite of let the kids play. Like, just all that type of shit. But he, at the same side of the coin, he is that asshole who's banging his bat. Yeah. And that's actually so oh, funny. I love that. I love when he does that. The let Brett bang shit. <laughs> they just showed, uh, oh, my God, Brucey from uh, – Longest yard at the at the game sitting behind <laughs> the plate. Oh, I forget his name, the actor, but yeah, he was Bruce from Longest Yard, and he's wearing all the Yankees stuff, and uh, he's got a jersey on and like a hat. Like oh, a I see him, hat. I see him, the fedora. He's, yeah, he's got a fedora. <laughs> and he was just going crazy. That was really funny. I just caught a glimpse of him. So regardless, this this whole series as a whole, I think it, it's a very good indication of. Like it would have been really, really. It's it. Oh, we just won, by the way. Brucey's going wild. <laughs> Brucey's <laughs> losing his mind. <laughs> oh, he's got a Thurman Munson jersey on too. That's, That's so tough. cool. Oh, he's loving it. So I mean, what this this series as a whole. Now that we took two out of the three, and we we do it against one of the best teams in the league. One Chapman just did his little stare down. Brucey was going wild, and I think this just is another great thing about the series. I don't know if we mentioned it before, but it's just we have this feeling of this team like before maybe. And I made this argument to Kevin. Last episode, I was saying, like, arguably maybe the Yankees were looking past the Athletics because they knew this series was underway. I don't know if that's... That's a good point. I don't know. And and Kev was saying it might not be true. I might be just fucking saying that. But I think it it carries a little bit of weight because, I mean, that series is way more important, arguably, than this series. Not even arguably. It it is. I mean, everyone was looking more towards this series than anything, right? I mean, this was a bigger... The Dodgers series is definitely a bigger series just in terms of... It just carried more weight. It just carried more weight. And I'm saying, arguably, they were looking past it, and it just didn't really... You were, like, overlooking the other series, and, I mean, clearly they weren't really into it. But now this team gives us a sense of, like, being able to step up in that moment in the big big spotlight. And it gives me that, like, sense of confidence for this team when they get into the playoffs and they... They have that team has it. They have the it factor that like they're not gonna just like crumble in the spot. Like they they will if need be, no matter what they are doing going into it, they got it. Like they 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 understand the situation. This is the biggest series of the year, honestly. I think. So oh, hundred like, percent. At least the most exciting, the biggest stage, I guess, because it's in LA. It's Players Weekend. They were all night games. Well, mostly night games. Last night was a uh, four, right? But um, yeah, like you were saying, it was it it was the biggest series of the year I think so far especially in, with the fanfare around it with Players Weekend it's in LA it's under the Hollywood lights all that kind of thing it, it's really awesome to be able to go to that stage and get the job done if they went it would have been still a cool weekend if they went out and got swept like just in terms of I don't know it, no it, it, it would no, it wouldn't have been cool no but I'm just saying like, I would have hated it well, no shit but like it wouldn't you know have been cool I mean? it wouldn't, no I don't I think it would be saying, fucking it's terrible a, it's a huge series maybe not with, I get but, it yeah I'm just saying I mean, imagine the different position we'd be in if we did get swept or we did lose this series at all. Like if today, if we lost this game, we're sitting here not talking about it. like we're we're showing it'd be a completely different conversation. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, but, it'd be a terrible conversation. But I mean, my point was that we're going into this is the biggest one, and it's got the most fanfare on it. And everything it's the most it's the most playoff like I think series. It seemed like yeah, hundred percent the most playoff. Like, in and we won. It's all I'm, that's all I'm. Getting yeah. At. So that and like the, in that type of atmosphere, they can easily step up. Like there's a bunch of playoff races going on. Like we're watching like the Nationals against like the Cubs and all this the Mets nonsense and everything like that. But this team, no matter who the opponent, I think if the bright lights are on, it's just October baseball, and we're at home in front of a crowd. We're probably going to be there, but I think this team just has it. They'll just get after it. They'll they know what's at stake, and they'll never back down to that. And that's the best feeling you could ever have with a team like this, because you can have a great season. You could win 115 games, whatever the fuck that is, and that'd be great and all. But like, if you can't come down to it, and it doesn't matter 
unless you win the last game. So if you don't win the last game, then the whole season doesn't matter at all. And the fact that they this team has that sort of confidence and they know the, like what to do in these moments, I love that. No, I agree. And I think the other big takeaway, I said earlier that the biggest takeaway was that we were hitting the pitching and we were keeping them uh, off the board. But the biggest part, I think, about keeping them off the board is that Bellinger didn't do anything, really. Yeah, we definitely kept Bellinger in check. That was awesome. I mean, he literally went – he was like 0 for 4 today, 0 for 5. He didn't have any home runs. And he was definitely the one of the, the one of the biggest stories. Him and Judge, and Judge did quite the opposite. Actually, yeah. Judge was absolutely scorching hot. And at, well, at, up until more recently, like when Judge Judge had a horrible start to the month of August. Like I mean, terribly. that's statistically what he Except, does. Like, no, I know, but I'm just saying, going up towards the last few series, uh, basically until before the Athletics road trip, it's Judge's cold, Bellinger's hot, and then that just and that was hor- that was and, but that was such a scary. Sight going into this series too, and I'm so happy. It like, it just made me so happy that it did flip like that, and it flipped seemingly overnight too, because yeah. Bellinger was absolutely shut out, and then Judge all it took was one home run, and he just it was a mammoth home run, obviously. But after that, he's been he hasn't looked back. This whole Judge and Bellinger thing is so interesting because I remember when they both came in the league 2016, or yeah, when they both came in 2016, it was like, who's better, Bellinger or Judge? And when they first came in, it was about even. And then Judge, Judge was, you know, hit 52 home runs in his rookie season. That just wiped it off. And then this year, now Judge has been hurt a little bit, and Bellinger's maybe the MVP. Yeah, and there was that and whole nonsense about now, Bellinger, too. But now it's too. just in general. Like, all right, so say for now, if you're – we'll try to be uh, objective here, and we'll see. If you could pick one of those players for the same contract, same money, starting next year, who would you take, Bellinger or Judge? I mean, I'm going to be biased. I just said be objective. Glaber. <laughs> no choice choice C Glaber. No, but I mean I w- I would probably take completely unbiased. I don't know, man. I would take Bellinger probably. I don't know. I and, and that I mean, but at the same time I mean cuz he hasn't really been hurt as much but I mean right now obviously I'm going to say Bellinger because he's having an MVP year. No, yeah. I'm I mean, just, I'm, I'm not going to say Judge right now cuz then I look like I'm I'm an idiot. Like I mean he's clearly doing it better right now. But I'm the argument in general is oh it's always been those two. and for a little while Mets fans tried to say Conforto was in the argument. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Um it was always an argument and then this year Bellinger's definitely pulled ahead in that category. Who's better yeah. Judge or Bellinger? But like I think I don't know. I'd prefer to have Judge, you know why? Because of the other shit, like the the fact that he could be our captain. And I and I will get into that argument right now, actually. I think me personally, because that that's there's a whole side of of him that like outside baseball, like him reacting to that old woman before the game guaranteeing the hit at home run. It was a man. The man. There was a couple. I I was I saw the video with the with the woman. Regardless, that that old the old person he guaranteed like yeah I'll get one for you today and then he did get one for him today and that's awesome but like and like that's not my point I'm saying he just has that charisma of being like a Jeter like player who has mm-hmm. he is the captain of this team like you even heard it before when when Clint was having his episodes and mm-hmm. everyone was saying like oh it's because Judge is away from the team they shared a locker next to each other like he always kept him in check and I do see that to be a big factor making him a captain, making him the captain. And there, I don't know. There's never going to be another the captain, though. Yeah, and, and I think that's the f- – that's, that's would be a captain. A, the, a, one of the Yankee captains, a Yankee captain. A Yankee. Because the team never has to have a, a captain at all. But I think if anyone's more, deser- anyone's more deserving, I think it's, it's Judge. And I think we're seeing it before our eyes because this team as a whole – But when do you give it to him? I don't know. And I think – It took Jeter like eight years, I think. We could, we could look it up. It is second, early. I'm it pretty sure early. it took Jeter like eight years to become a captain. So the, so when do you and think he should get it? Because I, that, think, I think he's on the pace, if not. I'm I, and I'm, I haven't been alive enough to know like with the entire the selection process or anything like yeah, we've that. Only seen, no, it's just it's just somebody – it's not always a, a filled spot, obviously. But I do – I agree with you in that Judge has those certain characteristics that I think he could make it – like he could be a captain – of the Yankees, yeah, but and the, the question is more when would that happen, and also his age. He's a little, he, he didn't come in that young. He was, what, 24 when he came in? What is he now? He's probably 26. 27. 26, 27 right now. Yeah, but Fourth the year. baseball prime is around 28, though. Oh, yeah. But you, he, I think I, I don't think he would get the C until after 30. I mean, they, did, they also did jump to conclusions with him right, away, right off the bat, too, which could play into this. Like, with the judges' chamber shit, that would happen right away. Mm-hmm. Like, so, I mean... That maybe that is a little telling also of how the team sees him. 
how the organization sees him. No, if they're going to give him the judges' chambers right away, like that. He's the forefront. He's the face. He's, the face he's of the easily the face of the franchise, and, and arguably the face of baseball too. Oh, that's. I don't that's think a whole that's. Can. I don't think that's a stretch though. No, it's not a stretch. It's he's one of them. He's one of the highest selling jerseys. Yeah. Oh yeah. But like, there are so many other. Because Bellinger's still one of them. Yelich is still one of them. But my argument Trout, to bring it back to Judge versus Bellinger, I think. Harper. To bring it back to Judge versus Bellinger, I think. I mean. Bellinger was sat in the World Series last year because he had that whole debacle. Like he didn't play half the games. It was all big on the lefty righty shit. But like it's all his attitude too. Like he wasn't wasn't hustling like the Manny Machado shit, and I mean it wasn't Johnny Hustle or whatever the fuck you want to call him. But like I feel like he's got a little bit of that attitude problem. I don't know how true that is. I don't. You're still you mentioning. To... You're still talking Bellinger. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I guess. I thought we were talking about Judge, but... Um, well, I'm comparing the two. I'm saying Be- Judge has that charisma. He's nothing like that. And I, Bellinger yeah, is a little Bellinger bit... Bellinger wouldn't be a captain if that's what you're saying. I know. I'm saying if we're... We, we started this conversation out by saying, like, oh. who we would t- take going forward. And I think to bring full circle, I'm saying I would take Judge for that reason also. And, and that being because he's one of the captains of the team or becoming a captain of the Yankees. I don't and think he's a captain soon, though. Maybe, maybe. So, what do you think the timeline would be on that? See, that's what I'm saying. I don't know, because I think it's gonna be after 30. If he, I think he's 27 right now. He's got to continue this for the force and stay healthy as well. I don't, I don't think he's like a shoe-in captain. If he he keeps doing what he's doing and progresses towards that, then yeah. But I don't know that. In five years, could you know? It could be five years. It could. They could give it to him next year. You don't know because it's the Yankees and it's only happened like eight times that they give it out. Yeah. So you know. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I definitely could see him being a captain. Yeah, I, I could agree with that. And I don't know when that'll be, but regardless, I think that that's just awesome to have him because when when he's hot and having him batting, like, how he is right now, it just makes this team amazing, and he's literally the heart and soul of this team. You know, he is. Uh, the, and it's, you can notice a presence when he's in and when he's out because uh, when he's out of the lineup, it just—it doesn't feel the same. You, you don't—you—you you like seeing him because he's so big and he, he hits so well and he's such a threat in the lineup and he hits too. Yeah. When he—when he's there, you miss his presence. I forgot that we have Giancarlo Stanton a lot because his presence isn't the same as Aaron Judge, even though he's the same size, I guess. Like you notice yeah. when he's gone, but it's not the same kind of thing, you know. So he just—I don't know—he has that presence. Yeah, no, he definitely has the presence. The presence is all he has. Like that's not all he has, but he's—he's he's just the man. He is. All right, so we're looking ahead. We're going to Seattle. Finish off the road trip. What do you think? Well, I think before we get into that, let's talk about a few other things. Well, let's pause this. Bit. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> that, we're, we're not, like, very far into this episode. I thought we were. No, because we paused it and we had to restart. Uh, yeah, that only took about five minutes, and we're sitting at... Mm-hmm. It looked me like a half hour. All right, so we get, I mean, that's still not a lot of time. All right, well, no, all right, so what are we going to talk about next, then? Glaber? What's that, Glaber? Well, the Glaber stuff. What's the UF? Man? I wanted to talk about Paxton looking great. I wanted to talk about, with Glaber, I have a stat on him. I have uh, all right, we're... Uh, the fire outside the same Domingo Sunday. You said. Yeah, uh, I should have mentioned that with the nicknames. We can just scrap that now. Gary breaking the record. Judge versus Gary's. Which one's more impressive? All right. Oh, we got to talk about. Uh, and then the preview. Gumby too. Gumby, us Gumby. first the Astros. All right, let's go. Didi's injury and future with the team. There's All right. a lot more. All right, keep going. My bad. All right, so that brings me into my next topic. Speaking of people's futures with the team. I think Didi went down with an injury today after getting hit by a pitch. What does – not only just the, the injury is aside, just that brings his name back up. He's probably going to be fine. What was, it, what was the injury? Uh, it was like a shoulder contusion or something. He's getting an x-ray in the stadium. Even, even if – I don't, think I don't, know, I don't even know what the worst-case scenario was for, but it, doesn't, it didn't seem that serious because he stayed in after he got hit. Yeah. He, uh, he didn't steal. There was one in the dirt or something. He slid into second. Seemed fine. It, it seemed more precautionary. He always, gets, he always gets injured on sliding shit. Like, well, I think the, the injury was from the hit. I think they just took him out to more be careful. It didn't seem like it was something that, you know, required. No, yeah. You know. And, and that's just me bringing him up right now. But with Didi, and his, we're talking about futures with the Yankees, he's in a contract year, and I don't really 
I wanted to get your opinion on this. I want to see, like, what do you think his future is? Do you think we re-sign him? I would love to have him back on the team, but, like, what do you think the perspective of the team is? Because, I mean, we do have a Glaber Torres who was a shortstop by trade, and, I mean, who knows? We also just got this Gio Urshela character. <laughs> like, he's amazing, I'm not, too. I, I'm not high enough on Gio Urshela to pick him over Gregorius. Well, I'm just saying, he's at third, and if, I I mean, look, we got LeMahieu, too, so have him him there, him at second, nah, I think shortstop for the future. Well, we were just talking about Aaron Judge and how his presence is missed when he's not in the lineup, and Didi does the same thing. Didi's not that. as much of a captain as Judge would be, but he's just a Yankee, and everyone loves him, and he's good, and he's really good, and that's the point. I agree. And he's a, he's also a lefty, which we don't have a lot of. Just, yeah, just that's one, true too. One part, but I don't think I don't see them ever getting rid of him. Well, yeah, but there's always that shit. Like, there's always that shit they did with like Batances, and he had like the arbitration that they went to because that's what happens with contracts, and they never expected that with Batances, but then they absolutely ripped him apart in arbitration. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I just you gotta hope that doesn't happen. But I mean, you, you never want that to happen yeah. with anybody, but sometimes it has to happen because the two sides may be far, far apart in terms of contract talks, and that's where it stems from mm-hmm. because. I mean, Didi may be asking for more, and other people may give him that. And he know, you know, he wants to stay with the Yankees, but the numbers may be a little too far off because he maybe he hasn't produced, and is injured in, the, in as of recent. Like he's batting what, 265 around right now, and I mean, he's coming off that injury. He gets hurt. It's probably not a bad injury right now, but like going in the past <coughs> two years as a whole, I feel like. The numbers may be like, the two sides of this negotiation might be a little bit off, you know. Yeah, so no, it, it, it can definitely stems the, I, I the conversation. Think, I don't see why. I don't see any reason for that. Yeah, they could hardball him and all that, and that could happen. But I don't see any reason that the Yankees would want to not bring him back. Because no, I, and I agree, and I'm hoping that they do. They're hoping that they do bring him back because I love him and I love his energy and like his his cartoons he makes after the games. He's, yeah, he's and an he's just the heart and soul, and him and Glaber dancing and everything yeah. that they do. I'm just saying. Is there, like, with Glaber being a shortstop by trade, is there a possibility in him being 22 and all that stuff? And, well, like, I mean, yeah, Glaber, Glaber's going to be a perennial all star with the Yankees, I think, his whole career. I mean, yeah, whether he it's made at it shortstop or not, it doesn't matter to him, I'm sure. And it definitely doesn't matter to anybody. Yeah, I'm sure he's, he's not. He's, like, he's there and he does what he does. And he's going to be there after Didi's gone, regardless whether he leaves this year or if he retires the Yankee. Glaber's still going to be here when he leaves. And, we can you can always move Didi around, but not he's not as versatile as Torres. But Torres can go play wherever he wants. Torres can play anywhere in the infield except for first and catcher. He, so he can play that whole left side. Can he play third? He's yeah. never played third. They had him at third all the way up through the system. Oh, I didn't say yeah. that third. When he he was supposed to come up and then Andujar. When then when oh. Andujar happened, that's well, when that, he went over to second. Well, Andujar, we I think we're under consensus that we think he's going to get traded, right? I, I mean that's the thing because if we can get something for him, great. But I don't think we should just trade him just to trade him. No, obviously the the right deal has to be in place, but I feel like, I I mean I'm, we've, we're also huge Andujar fans, and we always have been. I, I personally have been. I really like Andujar. And we talk about him like he wasn't just the almost, rookie, almost of the rookie of the year. I think well, I mean arguably was rookie of the year. I don't think he was our rookie. Of the baby year. with part two who sucks. Like baby, I mean Otani played well, but like how do we how would we know that if Andujar didn't get hurt in the beginning of the year that he wouldn't be doing exactly what Glaber's doing right now? There's no, there's, not, there's I mean, nothing he better, saying he, he had a better year than Glaber. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. So there's nothing that. I mean, I feel like, like why are we trading him then? Exactly. So, and I think that we, a lot of us, on on this whole team that we put together here, have been very like, quick to say Andujar gone. Like I just did. Yeah. Why? I, yeah, but why, I, I, like, wanna, why are we yeah, saying that? I don't. I, I, I want to take a step either. back here and say like why? Because like you said, like he is still that player that was better than Glaber last year. He had a better year. He was he finished higher in the rookie of the year voting than him. Yeah. And yeah, that, that that's what that's all that needs to be said. I mean, Glaber Torres was I mean, yeah, Glaber took huge strides and that's what we're about to talk about too with him going up in every single category like in terms of every statistic possible with Glaber Torres and that's just amazing. But with Andujar, this conversation is going to be continuous throughout the offseason. It doesn't make it any easier that Gio Urshela is now in the fold because Gio Urshela is good. Giorgio's yeah, great. and Gio Rochelle is good, but we didn't sign him for very much. It's not going to hurt us to keep him on the team. I know. Uh, yeah, and even so, if we yeah. resign him, we're still not going to. Ha- he's not going to have that much leverage. To it's not like we're going to give him some you know multi-year contract for the, however much money. They're like we don't have to choose between the two of them, especially because we play in the American League. We can have a DH because Rochelle is never going to. Rochelle is going to play third base as, yeah. as much as he physically can, as long as he's having, as long as he's playing well. Andujar can is 
abysmal at fielding. <laughs> and so he, he why why can't he DH and have and have Gio play third? Yeah, not, it, I mean, it, yeah, it, we, yeah, we have sixty, we have six guys that probably it should almost, DH, yeah. but like he, he, you can work around too. that. But some of those guys won't be the long term guys. Like some of the guys with, that are like sitting at DH will be like the Encarnacion's and Kendra Morales. <laughs> I mean, but Encarnacion's not going to be here for the long haul. Like this is, I'm talking about a future problem. I mean, he could be. I don't know, but I'm just I don't saying. Think so, but yeah, it almost doesn't need to be a position debate. It can be just like, yeah, he's never been good in the field. So like, why are we even comparing the two? Because yeah, he is a third baseman, but like, we don't have to trade him just because they're both third basemen. Right. He can that's just what I'm be. Could, yeah, you're right. He could be just the DH, and I think that's what he also is good at. Like he, whenever he can get better at fielding, like we've seen it out of Devers. Like he's now a, a, a really good fielder. Like it, it can be taught. I feel like the bat can't really be taught. Yeah, but he has. That's the point. Exactly. And, and it, I just think that, and, and I'm, I actually am part of the problem with this because I think <laughs> there are just so many people that, well, he's hurt and Gio's playing well, so we could get rid of him. Like, why? It's not going to be There's one no of those need. like Tom Brady, Drew Bledsoe situations where you have Drew Bledsoe, like he gets hurt, Brady yeah. steps in, and all of a sudden he's good, so you trade Bledsoe. Yeah, it's not like that. And that's what everyone yeah. seems to think wants to happen because they, the, the narrative that everyone I think has is, all right, well, their Anwar could have been great. And then he got hurt, and then Geo stepped in and did fine. So we're gonna we're gonna dish him out yeah. and give him away, and then all of a sudden we're gonna be going and we're, no matter where he goes, he's gonna somehow end up in like MVP voting, and we're gonna be like, why did we get rid of him? If that happens, I could actually see that happening so well because he there's I he's agree. as he's good as young. Glaber. And the just last time we saw him and Glaber playing at the same time, he was a little bit better than Glaber. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think we just put that conversation kind of to rest with your point about how it's not like a quarterback battle. Like, there is, there does have to be one quarterback. That's it. That's why Drew Bledsoe and Dom Tom Brady thing happened. I don't know why that was the example I thought of, but yeah. Regardless, but it makes sense. Or Gary Gamali Pip. I fuck off. We're talking about baseball. Who? Lou Gary Gamali Pip. Oh, okay. I you so said Wally, Wally Pip took one off the dome, and then that's how Lou Gary came in. Okay, it's about fair. But I'm saying this doesn't have to be, it gets, it's a flexible thing. It doesn't have to be just strictly the third base battle. Like, yeah, I mean, Gio wins that battle at third base, but there is a DH spot open. We do it. We are in the American League, mm-hmm. so that's fair. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't want to get rid of Andujar by any means at all. I love Andujar, yeah. and I think if there's no offer on the table, like was like a, a situation with the trade deadline here, and I think that's a great sign to see because we know Cashman isn't going to make a move unless it benefits us, right. and he's not going to just throw away Andujar because he knows the value that he brings. So I think we're safe in that regard. Yeah, he's certainly not untouchable. He's like, not untouchable. Like he could go, but no. it would. It's not like they're. It's not like he's on the block. Somebody and, comes yeah. knocking on the door with an offer that's really, really good for Andujar. I think Cashman would pull the trigger on it. Yes, and he. It has to be a good deal. Like really he's ne- and and I, and I love that we have that sense of like encouragement and security and having Cashman as the GM, which obviously we trust him. He's our watchful protector and all that jazz. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it's just a good feeling that we know that no like no everybody will be traded if the right deal is in place and that's all we need to say about the topic let's move on <laughs> but with the, with that being said the labor torres thing i mean he was a step behind anduhar last year and now I mean, we can clearly say that he's making enormous strides this year and if, if you want to bring up the stats about how glaber has improved in actually every single category known to man i mean i'll pull them up right now yeah, basically, last year he he popped off and everybody knew what yeah. he was in there. So here's the compa- the here's the 2018 to 2019 comparison with Glaber Torres. So in 2018, I'll go stat by stat. So for batting average, he went from 271 last year to now 289. Then for OBP, he went from 340 OBP to 353. In in his slugging category, he goes from 480 to 552. In OPS, he goes from 820 to 904. In home runs, he goes from 24 home runs to 32, and the season isn't even over yet. That's a stat that's more. Be- it's benefited I mean, by yeah, having month. more time. The other month. ones were the other ones were percentages, so it yeah. it's not as it's better to have a bigger sample it's size. But with this one, he's he's already beaten it by eight, mm-hmm. and we're not. We still have a, like a month you and think, change left. You think he hits 40? I think he could. He's red hot. Yeah, I think he might. He hasn't slowed down all year. Yeah, no, I mean he's my favorite player by far. <laughs> continuing really down, cool to see. yeah, continuing down the line with the runs, he had 54 last year, and now he has 84 already runs, mm-hmm. and that's kind of alarming too because he's batting in the back end of the in the in the batting order. Yeah, that's been that's been the narrative all year. 
He was always hitting with, you know, he always had Talkman and Romine and Maven who are having really good years with RBIs. Also, sometimes he looped around the five through LeMay, nine. Who, yeah. who refuses to knock it ahead. Exactly. Of the I position. think that, that does help him a lot because mm-hmm. the back end of the five, we talked about it in other episodes prior, the five through nine have been absolutely crazy Un- good. Absurd. It's, like, it's been of. like unheard of ever. Like, so, I mean, that does benefit him a lot. But, I mean, a 30 run swing in the season is still a month and change left, and he doesn't look like he's going to slow down. Like, he could easily break 100 for that. Plus 32 of those runs are his own home run. Exactly. And the last fact, oh, fun, he's also a 22-year-old. That's also amazing, too. And one year to the next as a 22-year-old. Are you older than him? He's older than me, but he's he's actually younger than Alyssa, too, <laughs> by, by like a couple of days. That's crazy. Yeah. And then for his strikeouts, his strikeouts are actually down, too. He went from 122 last year to 100, and it – it may end up being similar. Yeah, around. that's tough. But it's because probably it's probably a pace thing. Is that by the end of the year or through this date last year? Do you know? That's by the end of the year. Oh, okay. And but he has fifteen more at bats. This this is taken when he has fifteen more at bats in twenty nineteen. So actually I think it is on on a oh, on yo, a similar pace. Didi's uh just gotta learn Didi's X rays are negative, so he's day to day. Wonderful news. That's amazing. Needed that. <laughs> yeah. So with that being said, I mean Glaber is just the sky is the limit for this kid, and I love having him and Andujar as two of these, like, this tandem, and I, that's why I'm glad we kind of settled that in our brains that Andujar is going to be around for a while because, I mean, Glaber is not going anywhere. And these two going forward, I mean, they're just going to be competing. Like, just this team, this this group of guys, this young tandem is just going to be continuing to improve, and it's scary how good we can be if these guys all stay healthy and continue on like improving their games like they should and like they will because we have great coaching staff and everything like that. Well, that's where, that's where that's why we're doing so well this year. It starts in the minors. There, the, we were talking earlier before about you know what to talk about on this this episode and everything, and we were saying that the next man up thing is kind of starting to go a little bit to the wayside because we're starting to get guys back and guys are supposed to be back. Montgomery's throwing in the minors. Sevy and Batantis are supposed to be back by the middle of September. Um, you know, other people Stan are coming back, Voigt coming back. Yeah, He's going to battle through it, everything like but, that. So we were just saying that, but the reason that the next man up thing works so well with the Yankees is it's all started in the minor league system. There's been – it's no secret that – It's not a fluke. They have the best minor league system. Yeah, this in, isn't just a fluke. In baseball, they bring up – that's why the Yankees are so good. And they can bring up guys from their minor league team that are that good. And they just have, like, this attitude where – and they went up, and it was an attitude thing, and they did it, and it was all coaching. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not – like I said, it's not a fluke that this is happening. It's not, mm-hmm. like, crazy, like, oh, my God, like, the Yankees have – or, like, everyone who's just coming up is performing. Like, even guys – like, random analysts that aren't just Yankees analysts have even said – it was in the video I made that he was saying, like, it's just – it is next man up because this mm-hmm. is a really deep team. Yeah. This isn't a shock that this team was able to do this because you got guys, like – the Talkmans, who is an athlete, like he was, he is. It's, this isn't crazy. Yeah, what he's doing now is crazy, but like it's not alarming. We're one of the only teams, probably the only team in the MLB that could play a season with their four-man roster, and every single player would be MLB ready. And exactly, actually, this team, it's just a testament to how MLB deep level. this fucking level. team is. The team is so deep, it's ridiculous. Dude, they keep calling up people I've never even heard of. Like it's been all year. They called up who they called up yesterday. I forget. They sent the wise to get down, and they called. Uh, they called up um, whoever it was. Who, I mean, yeah, whoever. whoever. It's just like it's just like these people that I hadn't even heard of in the minor league system. They come up, they pitch. I think it was a pitcher. Yeah. And they and they, they're not they're not like it, it doesn't make sense really it, it, from an outside standpoint. And it's, if you're it's not just if so you're not cool. up to speed, but everybody knew we had that good farm system. And even like we joked about it last episode, but how fucking terrible Mike Ford is. That's the only. Yeah. That's the only one that maybe fluky when he does well i mean he, anyone can i mean a clock a broken clock's right twice a day so i mean <laughs> mike ford he came out big today when he came in for you replaced Didi. but i mean it's just a testament to how deep this team is and like the geos and everyone like that just being able to they're just good players they are it's just how they are i mean th- it's kind of crazy too that dj didn't even wasn't on the starting lineup this year he was tulo was starting <laughs> I mentioned this. The, I mean, this is only the <laughs> second time that I've been on specifically. But the last time that I was on, we were talking about how good, like the, the team that wasn't even supposed to, like if our opening day roster, what it was supposed to be. If we had them all year, what would the record be? Like, well, that, we'd be well, at hundred already. That also leaves off DJ though. It doesn't. Well, no, he would. He'd still be. He's in. not on the. Well, no, I'm talking about like no, no, just like the starting roster, I guess. Maybe not the lineup one through nine, but DJ was on the starting. 
yeah, yeah. roster. Yeah, I thought you meant so. starting. Like, if, nah, if we had nah. the regular starting lineup, the starting then roster. So the starting twenty five man roster, I guess is what I meant. Yeah, and everyone's healthy the whole season, which I guess nobody happens. But see, I don't. What, what I don't know we? if it'll we have, be that we're, different. We were what eighty four, and well, now we're eighty five and um, forty seven. Forty, yeah, eighty five and forty seven. I think we are right now. What would we be if we had that? See, I don't, I don't really buy into that as much. I, I get it. Like, yes, we're we're leaving a lot of like I, the I saw the crazy stat was like sixty nine million dollars worth of salary off that has been injured. We currently, yeah. we currently, the injury bug hasn't been kicked by any means. We got some people back. It's not as abysmal, but there's still eighteen guys on the injured list, mm-hmm. like as of current, <laughs> That's still which hot. is disgusting. And I mean, I, I kind of buy into the fact that like. Like I, I don't think it would be that much different. Like maybe it'd be around ninety wins, like a couple of games. But I'm just I'm just saying because these guys have performed at such a high level as replacements that like, would it be like is there that much higher higher of a level that they like get hit with these players? Or I feel like these guys that have been replacing them are filling the void of what those guys would perform at the, as their regular potential. No, no. These guys are like outperforming their potential, but I feel like that level is exactly where, like, the other superstars would be performing. So I feel like it's kind of similar. I mean, this is just my take on it. I feel like they'd be around the same amount of wins. I don't think it would be, like, so many more wins, you know? No, I guess not. But like, it's, just, it's just, player, like, as, as, like, a fun kind of thing. Yeah, but, no, like, no, but you think about it. I could be wrong. I'm just saying, I think, as a yeah, human being, no, the, the amount of production you can get out of a player, I feel like they're hitting, like, the max capacity. Like, they're really performing – not only good for them, but good for any baseball player, a superstar or not. Yeah, no, no, and that's just how baseball is. Like yeah. nobody, nobody's ever gonna, never, nobody's ever gonna get, get to a hundred wins before September. Exactly, and if it, maybe, maybe not. And that brings us. Did we talk about the that we're the first team? Oh, we, yeah, we haven't mentioned that yet. Yeah, so I mean, that, I'll I'll segue that in from this point. I'm just saying, like, the max, the best thing you can possibly get out of a player is like let's say a home run you can't get any more of a home run it's still the same amount of or like or rbis feels a lot better to hit a 500 feels a lot better but. yeah i get it and the exit velo and everything like that but like in terms of production and runs and efficiency and stuff like that i feel like the record would be around the same again because these guys are still hitting a lot of home runs like all of them are around 20 like you never knew that dj lemayhu who's never hit over like 15 in his career is now around 20 you got guys like Gio who apparently can rake and he was a journeyman before and now he's hitting around 20. He found this new sense of power, which is crazy. Didi the same thing. Didi too. He didn't know what power was when he got well, here. And he, then he, he, had he, the most in, he had the most in Yankees history in a single season. Exactly. Like, for a shortstop. Yeah. For a shortstop, yeah. yeah. And he also benefits from the short porch and everything like that. But, I mean, these guys are also spraying it all around the field. Like, Talkman generally, genuinely has that power. And he's hitting home runs too. I'm just saying, from that perspective of production – you can't get more than a home run. Like it, the no, home run is the max you can get. Talk about spraying it around the field, though. Aaron Judge is first of all on fire, and second of all, just the one thing is he hits so many home runs opposite field. He does I, I love it. I, I, it's I, so cool, and I guess it makes sense, yeah. especially that he's a righty playing at Yankee Stadium with the short porch. Like yeah, that, that's, that's smart. What Kev, that's what like, Kev always says. He says that he sick. he does that on purpose, which I don't know how you. I mean, you got to be pretty damn good to be able to literally. I mean, he, I, I believe it. He can probably pick the field he wants to hit it to, but like oh, every yeah. time like that, he can pull it if you want to. Like get, Gary pulls it. And I get it, and that's why he was probably like, I mean, with the, with that interview with the Meredith Marakovitz at the end yeah. of the game, he was tight. Like he didn't, he wasn't malicious at her. He, they, no. they have a good morale and like they have good like relationship together. But I'm just saying, it, I think it's just funny. Like it, it may be a testament to him being like just that good of a player. He could probably spray it over there if he wanted to, but I don't know. I feel like Stan's the same way though. Like when I'm just, you know how if you think of a player and their swing, it's usually a home run and it usually goes in a different direction. So if I think of Gary, I think about him hitting one 430 down the left field line. When I think he of Didi, I think of, I think of him basically stepping out of the box with one foot as he's swinging and pulling it over the short porch. When I think of Judge and Stan, those are the two. I think of them going up. Yeah. Sandy goes up a lot. That, yeah, they both. Do. Yeah. And their their swings are somewhat similar to me. I I think not. Maybe not as technically, but just a general feel. Like it's like almost a little half cut. It's just so much power, yeah. and they both hit the ball so hard. That's that's part of it. Yeah, I mean, speaking like you have it. You think yeah. of Guardy, I always think of like a ground ball right up the middle, and he starts. But even right he's hitting a ton of home runs too, which is and yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. Hit yeah. the number. He never has put up home runs like this in his entire career. Like he's no. like very much. Like this is his best offensive year in his career. Like he's never been anything like this in terms of like anything. 
Mm-hmm. Like, no, he, yes, it, the steals are down a little bit, but like that's just with age. But this is his best like offensive efficiency year of his career. And that's a testament to – it is. In, definitely in terms of power. I, I was looking at the baseball reference. I'm not going to pull up the numbers right now, but he's having a, a, one of his career years. In ter- oh, play. no, definitely a career year. And that's a testament, like I was saying, to the entire team being able to produce at a high level. Everyone's hitting home runs, and that's what I'm saying. Like To bring it back full circle with the amount of wins at extra, everyone's doing the maximum you can get. The best thing you can possibly get at the plate is a home run. Mm-hmm. And they're all – everyone one through nine is doing that. Like, right. It's just crazy. And then that goes to our point here about us being and this is kind of sneaky too because i feel like any we could have gotten this any month but we now become the first with this is with judges home run today right judges was 60 judges was 60 so the record of all time was 59 so the mayhew got 59 which was the most all time the most home runs in a single month calendar month uh, ever ever in the history of the mlb yeah um so 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 dj broke it and then Judge hit 60 for the first time ever, obviously. And then now we have 61 because uh, uh, Ford went yard today, too. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of sneaky, it's is it not? Yeah. No, I, I feel like this I is kind of a down. I mean, maybe just because of that sweep. Well, just think about how low. hot we were in July. Like, you would think that July would have been the year for that. Like, the or the month for that. Or even the Twins, how hot they've been in the, in the, past, on like in the pace they've been Yeah, but been they, on. they don't launch home runs like the Yankees. The Yankees are home runs. They live and die with the long ball. They've been saying I mean, the Twins have more runs than us. going to do, do that. Yeah, they're literally in the league. They're, break, they're about to break the record all time for home runs by a single team. So I feel like if anyone was going to do it, it's, it's, I, it's, I didn't know that. It was almost sneaky that it, this is the moment. Yeah, no, it is and sneaky. I, I, and it's also not nowhere near done. Yeah. It's, I mean, it would have been, really cool. been really cool if we broke this record in October. I mean, yeah, but we're, <laughs> we're pretty close to getting that. I mean, we could do it again. We could well, break, we break our own that, record. That's true. <laughs> that's, the other, that's the other thing I'm thinking, though, because – Judge is very obviously heating up, and he's pro- most likely he's going to stay hot right now, especially I mean, because of that slump. You come back on the slump the other side. And because statistically, is it too early for him to be that? He's got a, he's got a always, full month in the that's playoffs. That's always the to question. Kinda, to like, cool off a little bit. It's, it, that is a, a valid point because, and I'm not going to sit here and say I'm an analyst or anything like that, but like people, I mean, it can he sustain this amount of? I mean, it's heat? Judge, so yeah. It is Judge, and statistically, if we look back to 2017. Remember, he was awful in August, and then September he heated up. This is a little bit earlier getting mm-hmm. back, but he also wasn't one of the worst, well, he, he, he worst was, stretches. He was abysmal. This is one of the, the beginning of August. This is the worst, one of the worst seen, stretches of this game. You know what's so bad? Because this is and this is the worst we've seen Judge, because we like we said in the last episode, like me and P were talking, and we're like, yo, like, is Judge, is this what Judge is, like, is he a career 250 hitter we're going to see from here on out? Like, we haven't seen much of him. It's yeah. still early on in his career. And it, I was that low that I was like, yo, well, maybe we, this we, is the judge we're getting. And it's it's not. And we were obviously overreacting. But it it's just nice to see, refreshing to see him get back to where the judge. Because right. it, it was almost like I, it, the inner Yankee fan of me never wanted to say that. And I don't, I, I don't believe it. I'm glad it's he's back. But, like. Other fans outside, like saying, like, "Oh, Judge is overrated." Like, it's just, it's good to see him back, and I, it's just good to be out of that little rut that I was in. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of other Yankee fans were in the same oh, mindset. Yeah, we all were, but he, I mean, two weeks ago they were talking about moving him down in the lineup or moving him maybe even yeah, out of the lineup. And Boone, Boone stuck with him, and he said, "No, no, no I'm not gonna move him down." He said, "There's whole most mostly there his whole career. We're gonna leave him there, and then he's gonna go get hot again." And he did. That's exactly what happened. And could you imagine? how that would take a toll on judge that's why you can't do it no matter if the, if this slump continued going it would have continued if he'd moved him exactly but if this let's say the slump were to continue going for another couple of weeks and the conversation really becomes like maybe we should move him down move glaber up because i remember somebody on the post commented like what was one thing you would change about this game and somebody said i'd move glaber into the two and judge to the six or something like all right come on dude but like that that like like if you move Judge back like that does everything to his confidence to make it worse and like you can't do that to a guy that we're talking about being our captain too like this is his team this is that that's his spot and two spot like you got to keep him there no matter what they can th- like if you're moving him after a month of slumping what does that tell to the rest of the guys too like it's just not a good message to send to anybody. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. He, uh, it, it is what it is. I just hope he stays hot for hopefully all of September. And then I think it's kind of looking good right now for the Yankees because 
I don't want. I want to get these guys like the Batantises and the Severinos of the world back before the playoffs actually start. Yeah, and, and, and I think September is a good time for that too yeah, because that's enough time. You get you get a few games for them where their first game back isn't a playoff game, but then you're also still riding that like the whole we're back here, let's go, let's do business, blah blah blah. Like that that's still fresh, the fact that they're back, but it's you know, still enough time in the season where they're gonna have two weeks yeah. out of their belt before the playoffs, which is great. It's like giving them a mini spring training before the well, playoffs. You know what you know what also I, I something came up and they were talking about how like the, the rehab stints and if they would be if they even have time to do that because the it's funny because the minor league season ends before September call-ups. That's what why the overlap is good because the season actually ends early, which makes sense because you, there's no point in them continuing. But like, and there's they were talking about how like them coming back. I'm, I'm my point with this whole September call-up thing is saying that when they come back, there's nowhere to put them. Like there's not a place to put them in the minor leagues in a rehab stint or something like that. So we're gonna have to make use of them right away. Like their rehab stint is going to be on this team like, during the middle of September because the season's over for minor league. Just, there's literally nowhere to put them, and we need to get them real in-game experience. So, I mean, it's kind of forcing their hand. Like, if they're ready to go and there's not going to be much of a rehab. Like, he's doing simulated games, Severino, and I think Patances is still throwing off full, uh, off mounds and stuff. But I think it's good, and it's a nice little, like, reassurance that we're going to get them back even quicker because we there's nowhere else to put them, you know? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And um, one of the other good things is it's pretty underrated because everyone's talking about how Sevy's coming back. Everyone's talking about how Stan's coming back. Everybody's talking about how Watanta's um, coming back. But the one that's kind of going by the wayside a little bit is Jordan Montgomery. So he's throwing uh, in Tampa. Uh, he threw today, I believe. Yeah, he threw today. And he was – when he before he got hurt last year, he was actually really good in terms of rookie, uh, in terms of rookie pitchers. So he – had it lost it um oh yeah so he looked excellent uh today he had threw for two innings uh two strikeouts uh only threw 19 pitches through two innings that's pretty good that's under 10 inning you want that that's really good yeah uh apparently so uh one two three both innings uh fastball is at 93 not too bad and then apparently he had a really good breaking ball that's i mean great. i mean that's all good and all that that's like it's great but with all these arms coming back too like is this brings the question of like, like who do we want on this playoff roster pitching, and are we gonna base it off of like what we've seen out of Montgomery? Like, did we see that great of Montgomery like all so long ago too? Seemingly, well, he's was definitely it, gonna be it, on the forty man. Yeah, but then it goes back down to twenty five for the playoffs. Well, no. that's how it works. This it goes back down to twenty five no, for the no, playoffs. No, 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 you have your forty man for the September, the, and no, then no, no. when the playoffs start, you get twenty five. Uh-uh. You get yes, a, you is. get a new twenty five each. Uh, each series, so you have a forty man, forty man roster oh, in the choose. playoffs, but you choose twenty five guys okay. from that forty man from so the like, pool of players. So he could, he could not be on the twenty five man roster for, for the season. NLC or the ALDS, but he could be in the ALCS. But my point being is, regardless, he will. I mean, why is the roster going to change too much? I mean, it my, won't. I'm just so for an, might, it's for an injury sake. So say for example, Savvy's uh, comes back exactly. and isn't good, then 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 we have him to put in because he would be up all year if he was healthy this year. He would have been Montgomery. Up all year. Yes. I know, but we, we're also we haven't seen much of him to begin with as a career, and it's been a while too. So I mean, I with know. Sevy and Batanzas coming back, like, do we have him in? Like, I mean, he could take the half spot, but like, also we don't really know what he brings to the table. He's very small. Spot. You're big on small sample size, but like, there's not much of a no, of a right. story small with him. Size, definitely. A bigger story here going into the next series uh, against the Seattle Mariners is we are going to face. Good old pal Justice Sheffield in one of these games. Which which um, day was it? Wednesday, August twenty eighth. Wednesday, you know, twenty second. That'd be really fun if it was a uh, if it was a uh, Justice Sheffield Paxton matchup because that's the exact trade that, that yeah. we yeah. that we went down. I mean, Paxton looked awesome. He looked awesome in his last really, start. Really, really, he was like really masterful. Good. I mean, that's the, that's the pack. It's kind of really good timing that he's going against his old team, coming off his best one of his best starts, arguably his best start because it was against a great team too, in the Dodgers. I mean. Good timing for him, ready to get his mojo back. I mean, he's definitely going to be up to the task against his old team. He's going to want it. So, mm-hmm. and it'd be he's, really fun. He's gotten, he's gotten head around a little bit this year, though, Sheffield, at least. Yeah, I know. And it, it'd be fun to – It'll be fun to watch. It'd be fun to really put a butt ton of runs up and just to, like, 
directly prove that we won the trade, even though it may not seem that way right now. When we traded it, I didn't think we won the trade. I thought Justice Sheffield was going to come around and win a Cy Young in 10 years. Within the I mean, he's still years. He's, he's no, really still young. Good. I was mad. I was actually upset about that. We trade. just didn't know a lot about him. We knew what Paxton brought to the table, and he's been very disappointing thus far this year, very streaky. But, I mean, if he brings what he has, what he brought to the last game to the table for, for now and going forward, I'm very happy with that. Uh, regardless of what just if, I mean if it, regardless if it gets us a World Series we won the trade that's always the old adage yeah, like everyone says like with the Chris Sale thing I was talking to Matt about like him, like Yoan Moncada and uh, Kopech and like if they won the trade or not and he said yes because the reason the part our part of the trade was a short term we want to win the World Series and we got one so they won the trade on Matt automatically regardless uh, of unless the White Sox go and win two I get it, but like they got what they wanted out of the trade, which won't happen. Which yeah. works, and that's no, the, right. and that's the same thing with like the Cubs when they were to, they got Chapman. Chapman yeah. Like yeah, they lost Glaber Torres, but they also won the trade a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, not a little bit, Could a lot because they, they had Glaber Torres though. Yeah, him and him and Javi up the middle would be oh nuts. Oh my god, those are two similar players too. But like that, you win the trade there, and if we. Win a World Series and Paxton plays a big role. Like you never know who could be that MVP. Like look at Steve Pierce last year in the World Series. If sorry, just to go back, if Javi and Glaber Torres were in the same infield, nobody would ever steal a base. Ever. No, they're the two best taggers in yeah, MLB history. That'd be crazy. Like, no, no one would no, ever run. Nobody them. would run. No one would ever run. Uh, and Contreras has a pretty good arm too. That would be a, that'd be a tough that'd be electric. Game. That'd be crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, so circling back, we got a nice little preview, a nice little change of pace going against a team that is much more inferior to us in the Seattle Mariners. And then we go after the A's again at home, so that's helpful. I really want to beat them down. So, I mean, we're looking a lot better than we were a couple days ago, and I think everyone's spirits are much higher than they were. For sure. And we're in a much better place after this Dodgers series. For sure. And we're looking. I think we're looking good going forward. I think we can. We're going to be able to redeem ourselves against the A's. I. I don't really see us losing to Seattle unless we have a little hiccup like we did with the A's. And then I mean, not not that the schedule is easy after that, but Texas isn't anything special. We get to probably beat up on the Red Sox for four games in a row after that. Then we play the little sisters of the poor in uh, Detroit, <laughs> and then the big sisters of the poor in Toronto, and then what the, you call it? The little sisters of the poor. I've then, never heard that. The big sisters of the poor. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So and then we have to play Texas. Like, there's no, there's not that many good teams on the. Rest I mean, of the, the, the marquee we go series. Up, we can go out. We could go up. The best team we play, we have one series against the Rays. That's, hey, that's and this is also when we gonna, the Athletics, I guess, are pretty good. This team. is also when we're going to trickle back with getting more players too, as we go and get more like of the October mindset. We're going to really start buckling down. So I like high hopes for going I, to exit the season, get like home field advantage, everything like that. I'm I'm feeling really good. That and that we, that Dodger series. We need an easy scout. We need an easy month and a, yeah. and a good month because then we get home field. This Dodger series so changed everything for me. Like I mean, the sky was not falling before, and I, I was, but it definitely didn't feel good. And now after this series, I feel a lot better. It's pretty astonishing how we how down we were to how on top of the world we are now. <laughs> yeah, because we split we split with the Blue Jays. And we're like, oh, that sucks. And then swept, we swept the Orioles, and then we split one with the uh, with the Indians. And we're like, Man, and then the athletics thing happened. But like for most teams, that's not an awful stretch. I mean, and yeah. then after the athletics and series, we we jump to the sky is falling. Like that just says. I something mean, that just but about that's, how good the season. Exactly is that that tells us what the hopes are at. Like yeah. we do still have eighty five wins. Is it now? Eighty five. Yeah, we have eighty five wins. And when we lost three, we were like, "Holy fuck!" Like yeah. we suck. Like because that's relative to how we think we should be doing. Like I mean, yeah. This team, the, 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 the way this team is, we should win every single game. Like that, and it, that's fair for us. It's not fair for us to want that, but like as a fan, you want to see your team win every single day. And when you lose four in a row, which you haven't done all season, it's kind of fair to say like this guy's a little bit falling in relation to how the season's been going because yeah. that is something that never happened this season. And it, it's exciting. I'm, I'm excited for it too because we're also going into the, to the stretch of my favorite part of, I, I guess, the year is when all of the sports kind of come together, and that's October. you got playoff baseball in October. Oh, yeah, you got, big time. you got football, both college football and the NFL are both kind of in full swing then, and then the NHL picks back up around the same time, and I just, I'm just excited for October. October baseball is, is something different. We're, we're, it's gonna be we're exiting the dog days of summer now, and oh, yeah. definitely you can see – I mean, I think the exact time where we're leaving the dog days of summer was this series. I think this series yeah, – this was. Yeah. I think this was the, yeah, the, I agree. the, the start of – because like, every game, not not just for us, like 
less for us about every game mattering, which it does. But like with these playoff races coming down to the line, like last mm-hmm. year there was two game one sixty threes, like yep. that could happen. Like the the NL is like is tight. It's exciting it's as so a fan, tight. not not even just the Yankees fan, but just in in general as a yeah. fan of baseball, it's a good time for it. I mean, yeah. it it's a, it's so exciting, and it's gonna be. Yeah, and we're actually, you were right about the Dodgers series, though. That that it was the breakout. It's it was this is you know, it, it was breaking up it was this like season. The week one kind yeah, of thing. This it is, was yeah. just, here it is. Now we're here. Now we're here. Now we're yeah. playing. Now the other fans who aren't as obsessive as us, they're gonna start trickling back. Like the playoffs are about to start. Like everyone's gonna get more involved, and that's why actually we're gonna start to wrap this up here. We're not we're also gonna start adding uh, episodes once a week. I'm not sure when we're gonna do it. It might be around next week we're or the week find after. Most times, so yeah, and, and we're gonna we're gonna start covering around the league because of how. It's gonna. We're still gonna talk Yankees twice a week, but we're gonna try and get another quicker episode in with around the league and talk about like all the the big storylines with like maybe the Mets and have Mets fans come on here and talk about like their playoff race and just cool shit. Because I mean, as Yankee fans, we do have the obligation to care all, like all about the Yankees, but you're you still you're still a baseball fan first and foremost, and every other situation does matter to us. Like maybe we'll we'll cover the Astros and how they've been doing because it will matter down the stretch when we play against these teams and, and it'll be fun because we've just had buddies coming up and saying oh let me on let me talk about the Mets let me talk about the Red Sox and it'll be fun to have them on and just rip them apart while they're on here yeah and, <laughs> it's just it's just gonna be yeah fun. so we'll get a lot of more so insight around them. the league so keep an eye out for that definitely but as usual rate subscribe it helps us out make a lot more episodes it feels good too <laughs> definitely like like seeing that the thumbs up and everything like that yeah so make sure you subscribe and everything like that follow us on social media if you don't already tag your friends show everybody these podcasts we're having a lot of fun doing it we hope you guys like it too but yeah let's go yanks and uh let's keep this train rolling let's go yanks Headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com